It's time once again for the Go-Giver Podcast, where we explore five timeless principles that will increase the profitability of your business and the joy in your life. Now, here's your host, the co-author of The Go-Giver, Bob Berg. Hello again, I'm Bob Berg, and we have what I hope you'll find to be an interesting and value-packed show today. Embracing truth is always the best place to begin. We'll look at that in our thought of the day. And in our interview segment, Randy Gage is back with some hard-hitting advice on taking responsibility for your prosperity. That and more on today's show. I thank you for joining us. In studying success for the many years I have, among the similarities I've noticed in successful people, and regardless of their particular area or areas of success, is that they always begin by determining what the truth of a situation is. That doesn't mean they settle and say, well, what is is and there's nothing I can do about it. No, it simply means they assess the situation, they look for the underlying principles or truths, and they begin from there. They don't buy into delusions or illusions. They know that success begins with an understanding of what is rather than what they'd like it to be. All improvements in their situation will begin after first acknowledging the truth or principles involved and operating from there. An example of this I often use is that in inventing a machine that would fly, the would-be inventors didn't say, well, I know that there's this thing called gravity, but you know, it just doesn't work for what I'm looking to do, so I'm going to ignore it. No, of course not. Instead, they learned the laws of gravity, of physics, aerodynamics, and everything that would help them to build a machine that would work within the principles or truths they had to deal with and that would eventually allow for flight. I say this regarding truths and principles because the man we're going to hear from, Randy Gage, and authority on and the very embodiment of prosperity, couldn't have been any less prosperous when he was younger. And not just in terms of finance, though certainly that as well. While still a teen, he was a drug abuser who found himself in jail for armed robbery. He'd go on in his adult life to lose businesses, relationships, and everything that went along with the type of life he was living. Until he did a real truth-based assessment of why his life was going the way it was and determining that it wasn't going to significantly change unless he did. So he began seeking truths of personal and financial prosperity and turned his life around. And it began with putting all excuses away and living in truth. Now, truth should not be confused with beliefs. In past episodes, we've looked at the differences between the two. A belief is personal and it's subjective. One's belief about something may also be the truth, but it might also not be. Truth, on the other hand, simply is, whether or not we know it, understand it, believe it, or embrace it. Perhaps we can say that truth is continually searched for, but at a certain point, based upon what we learn from trustworthy, proven sources, as well as our own experiences, we can be pretty certain that we're headed in the right direction. And as we'll hear in our upcoming interview with Randy Gage, it begins with how we think. But that's just the beginning. No commercial coming up, just my chat with Randy. Enjoy the discussion and let me know your thoughts.
Randy Gage is a rags-to-riches success story like few others who's made a study of prosperity, applied it in his own life, and shares that wisdom with the multitudes as the author of 10 books translated into 25 languages, including the New York Times bestsellers Risky is the New Safe and Mad Genius. He's spoken to more than 2 million people across more than 50 countries and is a member of the Speaker's Hall of Fame. Aside from getting his books, you'll also want to subscribe to his blog and his Prosperity TV YouTube broadcast, as well as his new podcast. All of those links and more in the show notes. His main website is randygage.com. You'll also want to check out his second annual tribal event to be held in Las Vegas in 2019. Back with us for his I don't know how many times, Randy Gage. (laughs) Hi, Randy. (laughs) Hey, great to be back with you. Hey, so over the past week or so, at the time we're recording this, you had a series of of mostly very brief but very powerful blog posts that seemed to basically be saying, okay, this is life, it's what it is, if you want to be prosperous and happy, this is what you need to realize and what you need to do. Uh, typical Randy Gage sort of telling it from, from his point of view. Is that an accurate description or am I off base here? I think so. I think that's fine. Okay, so I want to begin with the... First one, then uh, it always begins with with the thinking, and you said be willing to do the critical thinking, which most people do not do, right? They really, most people don't want to think. Most people, and that's obviously they've been trained, programmed that way, Pavlovian dog, whatever analogy you want to use. But our whole culture today is. You know, we're in the middle of the World Cup now. So Fox has a one hour show before the game on telling you what to think about the Belgian defense and the uh, Croatian striker. And there was so that way, when you go to your friends in the bar, you can say, well, you know, the problem with Belgium (laughs) defense is and we do this in politics. We do this in sports. We do this in relationship. We do this in everything. There's and critical just, thinking, by the way, but critical, I don't mean to interrupt, but critical thinking doesn't mean you're critical of things. It means thinking things through, not just accepting, as you said, the uh, talking head who you like. Yeah, I'm glad you clarify that so people understand. It really is meaning that you are an analytical thinker. I, that, that My favorite term is always to say you have to become the thinker of the thought. And Mm, most people mm, don't do that mm. because they're driving to work and they're late and now there's an accident and they say, oh, damn, there's an accident. Now I'm going to be late. It's just a thought that was that happened. They weren't mindful of that thought. They weren't thinking, you know, a mindful person would say, "Okay, I knew there was a good chance there'd be an accident on the way. And I stayed to watch one more dog surfing video on YouTube before I left. And now I'm going to be late. And if I would have been proactive, I would have made sure I left 15 minutes early and then it wouldn't have been an issue. So that's kind of a, Mm -hmm. you know, cheesy example. But I mean, it's an example of the difference between consciously thinking about what you think about versus just reacting uh, blindly to whatever stimuli is around you. And the other thing, which is actually kind of, and I, I don't know how to say this even, but it's like, there's a lot of people that, that mindfully seek out other people to tell them what to think. So 
In other words, they've, they've really prostituted the process in a really insidious and, and negative way because they're, they're consciously looking for people to tell them what to think. Um, you know, the people on the right are saying, let me watch Hannity. So he tells me how to respond to that. And the other ones are, let me watch Rachel Maddow. So she'll tell me how to think about this. And they consciously do that. They, they don't ever question a premise. They don't ever stop and say, well, is that really true? Mm-hmm. Is that if I follow this train of thought to its logical conclusion is where would it take me? Uh, and that's a big part of prosperity to me because and people say, what does that have to do with prosperity? What well, a couple of things are really important is because. The critical thinkers are the people who discover alternatives. Uh, So Jeff Bezos is a critical thinker. Uh, The people who started social media networks were critical thinkers, people building Uber and Airbnb and other, you know, sexy apps. They were critical. They they looked for alternatives because. Uber wasn't there. People said, well, this is how it works. There's taxis and they're radio dispatched and you call and and you needed a critical thinker to say, well, what about if we use GPS and track the cars and actually gave the closest car? And what about if we made it an app so people could order from their phone? And what about if we built the payment right in so they didn't have to mess with money or change or the drivers didn't have to worry about getting robbed or going into a bad neighborhood? And, you know, they was looking at alternates, whereas people are not critical thinkers are usually the first one to to buy the story. You're too old, too, you're too young, you don't have the education, you're from the wrong neighborhood, you got to have connections, you got to have money to make money, blah, blah, blah. So I find that critical thinkers create a lot of breakthroughs that allow them to manifest prosperity in their life. And people who are not critical thinkers become victims and live in victimhood and say, well, see, this is the way the world is. Okay, well, let's take that to the next level because the next article was about facing difficulties. And you didn't sugarcoat it. You know, you said there are just some really painful, lousy, horrible, horrific situations out there and that uh, life can be unfair, which is, by the way, not what people will often say, but it's true. Yeah, it was my YouTube show last week was life is fair, life is unfair, get over it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm just fascinated with all of the self-development, personal growth people who present that the whole world is honeydew and unicorns and moonbeams and uh, M&Ms. And, you know, I'm like, what world do they live in? Did, you know, did they did they live in the same world I do where my grandmother had this brain tumor and 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 lost her cognitive abilities and and was bedridden for months while her husband just pined away and there was nothing he could do for her and kids with leukemia and drunk drivers who run over soccer teams and terrorism and the fact is Life is very unfair. Life has a lot of difficulties. And, and sometimes life is devastatingly unfair. Um, and 
my the point of that blog that you're referencing was my, the thing I wanted people to get out of that is, okay, life is unfair. Suck it up. Get over it. It's not just unfair for you. It's even unfair for Oprah. It's even unfair for all the movie stars and all the TV stars and all of the sports stars and all the people you think have perfect lives with no issues, no challenges, and everything is perfect because they're sexy, rich, and popular. No, everybody faces these kind. Everybody has a parent with Alzheimer or a bedridden, you know, a disabled or a special needs child or just issues. We all have them. And, and what I was imploring people in the blog was don't allow those difficulties to turn you into somebody that you're not. See, and that was the key point, Randy, because it. what I love that you said was, yeah, life is, un there are victims. And you know, when people say, well, there are never any victims. No, there are innocent victims that they had not, and you and I have talked about this before, that mm. had nothing to do with what that happened. The, the, the key is you can't remain a victim and still be victorious. And I love that teaching of yours. Right, you got to make that choice and, and, People, I'm actually, that'll be my YouTube show next week, probably about the time you're, you, you know, that this huh. podcast is coming out, okay. is about people's story, right? They, you know, the exam one of the examples I've given is I got a buddy who's, you know, I'm five years ago, ran into him and he was just railing about his ex-wife and the divorce that they had gone through and she had cleaned him out and wiped him out. And now he was, you know, trying to get the money for his kids who were coming up for college and he didn't have money to invest in his business. And, you know, everything was. And so that was his story was, oh, my God, she cleaned me out four years ago. Same story. Three years ago, two years ago, one year. If you call him up today. He still got the same story. And when did he get divorced? 10 years ago. Well, uh, 10 years ago, from 10 years ago to now, he had the mental <clears throat> ability, and in the world we live in today, the opportunities and the possibility, he could have gone out and earned $300 million. <laughs> he just could have, because that's the reality of the world today. You could actually launch a company that's worth $300 million in 10 years. I mean, there's people who do it in 12 months or 18 months, but he could, and so say I'm being wildly opposite. So, but he could have made 10 he certainly could have been a lot better off than he was by complaining <laughs> the, no. the whole time. Yeah. But, but if he, but then, right. But right, right, to do right. that, he'd have to give up the story and to give up the story would mean he would have to give up being a victim. And to give up being a victim means he'd have to take personal responsibility. And that's the thing. You say, but Randy, you, you know, and I know there's people listening to me right now who are saying, oh, yeah, but if you knew my story and my father incested me and my mother was a crack dealer and my neighbor was uh, you know a mass murderer and he killed my dog and a drunk driver ran over my child and a meteorite landed on my garage and then my house burned down and and but the truth is 
no matter how horrific your story is. And I get that mm-hmm. a lot of these stories are horrific. They're horrible. I hate to even know that any human being had to endure them. But it's not going to change the fact that no matter how horrific your story is, I can still show you somebody who had your same story or worse. And instead of using it as the excuse why they couldn't succeed or why they couldn't break through, they used it as the motivation to succeed and break. Uh, I love that. So the next one you talked about was it was titled The Cold Hard Truth. And it reminds me in in uh, reading Ray Dalio's book, Principles. Actually, I read it when it was an online book. I bought the book and, st- and have it. Haven't read it yet, but I read it when it was the uh, original. I guess. Yeah, well. That's a, yeah. that's no, a pretty no, he, book to read on. Well, from what I understand, that's he like added to it you know, uh, in the um, the published version. But I read it. I read oh, it back when it was. Yeah. Uh, when it was the online version, and it's brilliant, it's, it's absolutely. And here's a guy, a, a you know, a billionaire uh, who did it the right way, and and he, I don't want to say that that's such a negative thing, like as though a billionaire wouldn't have done it the right way. Uh, there are some that haven't, but you know, I'm, yeah. Now, fascinating, you caught that. That's really that's for you guys listening. That's your bonus. go-giver podcast lesson. And I must say I'm ashamed of myself for even saying that because that's not the way I usually, but I I did. So, okay. And I'm (laughs) kind of glad that that happened. Not that glad, but kind of glad. Okay. So one of the things Dalio talked about was that winners deal in the truth. They seek the truth. Uh, they, they, they don't look at the world and Harry Brown, one of my heroes (laughs) used to say the same thing. It, that, that people who are less successful, keep asking, why isn't the world this way? And successful people say, this is the way the world is. I am going to work within those principles. Now, that doesn't mean we don't try to change and make things better, but we operate from a premise of truth. So tell us, what is the cold, hard truth you're referring to? Yeah, we have to operate from a premise of reality. And so if I look at when I used to operate from a the premise of delusion, which I operated on for a long, long time. So I went from alcohol addiction and switched that to drug addiction and switched that to sexual addiction and switched that to drama addiction and, you know, even back to drugs again, crystal meth. Um, We love to lie at ourselves, to lie to ourselves. And we... We love to tell ourselves that real change isn't required, but if we make, you know, because that's really hard to make real change, and it's difficult. If you say, no, I can't drink alcohol, because if I do, I'm an alcoholic. Well, that's a real change if you make that decision, right? So it's a lot easier to make a shallow, superficial change and to say, well, you know, I'm going to stop after the fourth drink every time. And I'm not going to drink on Tuesdays or, you know, I'm not going to get drunk every weekend, just once a month or whatever. But so we like to to convince ourselves that the issue is then solved, but it isn't because Unless and until you change the underlying belief and the underlying behavior that is actually causing those bad results, the bad results are going to continue to manifest. 
And it's when I'm talking about the cold, hard truth in that particular blog post, I'm saying the ability to tell yourself the cold, hard truth. Because to me, if you say, what's these people who really do seem to live lives of prosperity, the the go-givers, to use your vernacular, they've got uh, nice levels, high levels, optimal levels of health. They're happy. They've manifested prosperity. It isn't because they don't make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. But I think the successful people don't repeat the same mistakes. Where, you know, for me, the breakthrough was when, uh, you know, after being in like 11 negative dysfunctional relationships in a row, and then I finally say, well, what's the one constant <laughs> in all 11 of these negative dysfunctional relationships? Of course, it was me. And of course, I'd been blaming it on the 11, you know, one after the other, after how, how do I keep attracting these losers? And, you know, well, of course, it was me. Um, when, 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 so then you say, well, you know, okay, so now I recognize that. I'm the issue or I've made the mistake or I've made the poor choice uh, instead of, you know, woefully saying, why is this happening to me again? Because that's living in delusion. That's not dealing with the reality. The reality is, OK, what have I done to, to create this and what do I need to change so I don't keep recreating okay, this? Okay, I'm going to do a, a very uh, quick recap of the fourth one because uh, of time limitations, and I and I, I want you to really delve into the fifth. So the the fourth one was when it chasing your dreams, and you you know you you get the guts, you take the risk, you go after it, you're ready, and people who are well meaning, friends or family, they jump in to save you from yourself, and you say thank you, you know, thank them for their concern, but don't make the decision. Uh, by only talking to them, talk to someone who took the shot. That's a that was a, a great article. But I want to go to now the last one because now we we started with with thought. We started with becoming a critical thinker. We've gone through, and now it's the test. Okay, you've decided to chase your dream, but you say <laughs> get ready for the test because there's a testing system the universe has instituted. And what is that? <laughs> and it's this is the most complex, <laughs> well thought out, uh, suffocating system <laughs> that you've ever seen. So when you finally do say, no, I'm I'm doing it, I'm going to open up a vinyl record store for the aficionados who love vinyl. And, you know, I, that's going to be my thing. I'm going to open my little neighborhood store. Well, great. You're going to, you've made a decision that that's what you really want to do. That's how you want to spend your day. And what's going to happen is the the <laughs> week after you open, the yep. city's going to find a gas main in the road and have to tear it up. You're going to say, OK, you get an offer from the New York Jets and uh, you're going to skip college because they're going to draft you in the first round and they give you a, a million dollar signing bonus and promise a big contract. And you're going to tear an ACL. Um, you decide you want to be an artist instead of a dentist and your parents are going to stop speaking to you or your wife or your husband is going to stop speaking to you for a week or the universe has discovered that it doesn't work if everybody just achieves their dreams on the first try. And the universe is, you know, since 
13 billion million years, whatever, since the Big Bang and evolution and have things have developed. The universe has mm -hmm. discovered that species need to evolve and eyesight was developed and hearing was developed and we went from four legs to upright and walking and blah, blah, blah. But what the universe also factored into the equation is that if everybody gets to achieve their dreams on the first try, there's nobody left to work at the hardware store. And then nobody can buy a ladder or a hammer or a grill. <laughs> so the universe institu mm -hmm. instituted the testing system to test who is really serious about their dreams and who is just a poser. And right now, the universe is waiting to see all the people who listen to the Go-Giver podcast, which group are they in? <laughs> Yeah, And, you know, it's interesting. In all the biographies and autobiographies of successful people of Rex, I love studying that. Uh, I have never, never read one where there wasn't something just like in a movie where you thought it was happening and everything was great and, and tragedy stuck, uh, struck. Or, uh, like you said, the you know, all of a sudden... Uh, uh, the 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 city the bureaucracy kept them from opening and they were about to lose everything and I mean some you just can't even write this stuff I mean it is uh, the the truth is stranger than fiction fiction has to make sense right and so uh, yeah and that's the thing for for people listening who aren't writers Bob and I are both writers we write books and if you did write that movie where they didn't have the challenge. The studio wouldn't even pick up the right. script because right. the people in charge are reading it and they may know it consciously or they might not know it consciously and just be unconscious. It's like, I don't know, I don't, I don't relate to that. It mm -hmm. didn't grab me mm -hmm. for some reason. The reason it didn't grab you is because it isn't real because you couldn't identify with it because that never happened to you because you always had the test. Wow. Randy Gage is the author of 10 books translated into 25 languages, including the New York Times bestsellers Risky is the New Safe and Mad Genius. Randy's a member of the Speaker's Hall of Fame. He's helped lots and lots of people develop a prosperity mindset. He's my go-to when it comes to prosperity, and I suggest subscribing to his, uh, get his books. He has a whole series of booklets, his his books, his blog, from which our discussion points today originated, uh, as well as his Prosperity TV YouTube broadcast, his new podcast. Uh, all those links and more are in the show notes. His, his main website, though, is randygage.com. Everything's there. And check out his, his second annual tribal event to be held in Las Vegas in 2019, tribalevent.com. That's also in the show notes. Randy, I can't thank you enough. I just love speaking with you. It's like I get a master's degree in prosperity every time. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. I love the whole go-giver community. I hope everybody listening got your new go-giver influencer book because <laughs> that is absolutely the pinnacle of that whole series. And uh, I just love your community and the work you do. And I'm always uh, grateful and honored to, to get a chance to spend time with that community. Wow. Thank you. Main takeaway I receive from Randy is that we need to be aware of every aspect of what it takes to be prosperous, from the way we think to the way we act. The key is 
consciousness of the process throughout the process. What did Randy say in particular that caused you to think, yep, that's something for me right now? Please feel free to write to me at bobberg.com and let me know. John David Manns and my new book, The Go-Giver Influencer, is now on sale at bookstores nationwide, both online and traditional. Visit thegogiver.com and download chapters one and two, or just click on the link in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and provide a review on iTunes. Visit thegogiver.com slash reviews. I enjoy reading every review, and your review will also help others to much more easily find this show. That's all for today. The Go-Giver podcast is brought to you by thegogiver.com. Visit www.thegogiver.com and get our free special report, The Go-Giver Way, Five Principles for Creating a Culture of Excellence. That's thegogiver.com. Stop on by. Thank you so much for joining me. And until next time, I'm Bob Berg. Make it a great day.